Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 19, titled The Road Not Taken. And... Excellent penultimate episode that has oh so much going on. This is a really, really packed episode that put a lo- puts a lot of balls in the air. Uh, and I should say, full disclosure, uh, this episode, I watched it last night and saved the recording for this moment for this morning because it was kind of late. So, this episode is not as fresh in my mind as these usually are. Usually I immediately go from watching into taking notes and recording. Uh, I didn't do that this time. So, if I end up accidentally skipping over certain details, that's why. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I'm an idiot and have poor timing. Uh, (laughs) So, this episode starts off and we're like... Fully in the hunt for William Bell. Because now Nick Boone gave his name as the man funding ZFT. Uh, he is now being looked at as the man behind it all. He is now being suspected as the man behind it all. And we are in full manhunt mode trying to track down William Bell. Because this man, he has been very elusive. To say the least. Like, he has not at all been very visible. We've tried to track him down literally for the entire series at this point, And he just is nowhere to be found. So we're gathering evidence to link William Bell to ZFT. Uh, we're trying to track him down. Uh, Walter... Presents his findings on the manifesto that it was typed on William Bell's typewriter that was in his lab. So not only did William Bell fund ZFT, he wrote their goddamn manifesto, but Walter's not convinced that Walter's like the huge, like, evil bioterrorist. And he's like, there's constantly references to a chapter on ethics, but there is no such chapter. I suspect that uh, someone removed the pages for their own purposes, and he starts going through the lab to search for the manuscript. Nina Sharp comes in at one point, and Broyles is like, hey, we suspect William Bell's a bioterrorist, so you have anything to say, now's the time. And Nina's like, heh, no. Harris at one point comes in, haven't seen Harris in a while, and he's like, uh, you can't, you can't investigate William Bell. William Bell's like a big part of the uh, of, of defense. He's like a big defense contractor. You can't target William Bell. Uh. Even tries to get Olivia Dunham reassigned and to do a psych eval. And yeah, there's a lot of William Bell stuff happening. It's all William Bell all the time. 
as if this wasn't enough, uh, a woman also spontaneously combusts. A woman catches on fire randomly in the street. And her body just comes up a charred mess. So now in addition to the William Bell stuff, we have to figure out what the hell happened to this woman. What's going on here? What is any of this? And in investigating her, we find out that uh, she got a check from some lawyer that we're investigating. And we don't know who he is. He's a very shady character. Uh, We find out that uh, this was not the first time she caught on fire. Turns out, uh, we search her apartment, we go into the bathroom, the the bathroom is super charred. The bathroom is extra goddamn crispy. So, basically, what we now know is that this woman did not spontaneously combust so much as she had pyrokinesis that she couldn't control. And she needed to release the energy in her somehow. When she was in the street, she had the option to either burn someone else or burn herself. She chose herself admirably. And that's what caused her to die. These abilities that just went nuts and she couldn't control in any way. We eventually find another image of another person who died in a very, very similar way in Budapest. Uh, This picture was on this conspiracy blog. So we talked to the guy who runs the site. We talked to this conspiracy blogger. And they sit down with him, and I really, really like this scene. It's, like, the appropriate amount of, like, weird, but also kind of, like, prescient. Like, a lot of really, really great reveals happen here. And also, this dude thinks he's Spock. (laughs) Which, by the way, this is not a plot spoiler, but William Bell is played by Leonard Nimoy... And this dude's going on a rant about how William Bell's activating his soldiers. So it's a nice little light. I, I see you. I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. I, 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 I see what you did there. That, that, that's a nice, that's a cool reference. It's a cool little, uh, cool little Easter egg to put in there. Uh, but basically, if you read between the crazy of this man's monologue, essentially... These were people who were experimented on, were given abilities, and then William Bell is activating his soldiers, and some can handle the process, some can't. Does this sound familiar? Does Nick Lane... Ring any bells. Yup, this woman was a child in the Cortexafan trials. 
She was part of those trials. She was part of that endeavor. And this lawyer came around and activated her. Much like ZFT came in and activated Nick Lane. So ZFT is continuing their their quest to activate Cortexafan children. Continuing their quest to activate those who were treated with Cortexafan. While all this is happening, Olivia is getting these flashes of things that aren't quite right. When she's at the crime scene initially, she sees two charred bodies instead of one. When she's in Broyles' office, she sees his desk having moved and talks to a version of Broyles who is like, there's two victims. When she steps out of our fire chick's apartment, she sees the city just in complete and utter destruction and complete and utter chaos and, like, completely on fire. And she has no idea what the hell is happening. She has no idea what's going on until she talks to Walter about it, who's basically like, so what you're describing, seeing things that are similar but different, it sounds a hell of a lot like you're getting a glimpse into an alternate universe. And he does the thing on the chalkboard where basically uh, we see time as linear, but that's not the case. Turns out you have decisions. Life presents you with choices, and each choice you make creates a new reality. And reality basically just multiplies and multiplies and multiplies by possibility. So what Olivia was doing was getting a glimpse at this other universe. Getting a glimpse at this other... At this other plane of existence. Seeing a Boston that was similar, but not quite the same. And the likely cause... For why she's experiencing it is word of the day Cortexafan. So now we need to find out who this second body is. Because maybe if we find this second body, we can find. Uh, someone else involved in this. Maybe something else can get cracked open. So the next time she goes and gets a glimpse of the other side, she talks to a version of Charlie Francis and is like, hey, I want to see the file again. And Charlie's like, oh, you're worried about a pair of charred twins? And turns out uh, this other person, this other body belonged to our fire lady's twin sister. So now we're on the hunt for this sister. We go to her apartment and she's 
already been taken. She's been kidnapped by ZFT. They are already making their move on her. And we're investigating this apartment, and Peter notices that the glass has been melted. He then goes full Walter. And is like, I'm going to do a crazy experiment to do something that seems impossible and find where this woman is. Uh, And he, like, cuts out a piece of the glass. And sets up this machine that he was building for Walter uh, to digitize some of his worn-out records. And basically, he posits that... When the glass liquefied slightly as she went all fiery, when the glass liquefied slightly, some grooves were made in the glass. The audio got imprinted on the glass, similar to how a record works. So we can take images of those grooves and translate them into sound that we can hear. So we do this experiment. I love the moment where (laughs) the machine analyzes the sound. Initially, it's garbled mess, and it breaks the glass. (laughs) And Walter just looks on in horror like, that could have been one of my records. (laughs) Uh, But we clean up the recording, and we hear... What happened, including this guy who took her dialing a phone number and contacting someone. Olivia is able to dial the number from the tones. And the person on the other end is Harris. Harris is ZFT! Harris is a ZFT person. He has been a mole in Fringe Division the entire time. Knew I hated that guy. (laughs) Now I know there's more of a reason than he's just an asshole. He's an evil asshole. And so, we follow Harris to this warehouse. We raid the place. We get into these big gunfights. Olivia is able to find our twin. And is about to rescue her. And then she gets locked into this room with her. As she's being activated. And Harris is like, well, okay. You're trapped in there. So... Either A, she can control it, and you're fine, and we win, or B, she completely loses control, blows you both up, and one problem solves another. And so Olivia tries to get this woman to calm down, like, okay, 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 okay. Focus your, focus the heat away from us. Focus the heat anywhere but here. And she does. 
Harris. Who then just spontaneously combusts and burns to death. Good riddance, asshole. We will not miss you. (laughs) F off. Burn to death and die. Who gives a shit about you? Uh, But it's this great climax to the episode that I absolutely love. uh, Taking away our biggest annoyance. And then Olivia, having had enough of this Cortexafan shit, goes to Walter uh, while he's sitting in this restaurant with Peter in the bathroom, leaving him alone for a minute. Olivia shows up and confronts Walter and is like, what the hell did you do to us? These two girls were from Jacksonville. Same as Nick Lane, same as me. You experimented on children. And maybe it was William Bell's experiments, but you knew and you did nothing. And at this point, Walter breaks down and, oh my god, John Noble, what the, the, his performance in this moment is so, so great. He should have won on all the Emmys for playing Walter Bishop, quite honestly. He breaks down and it's like, I, I'm sorry, we were we were trying to prepare you. We were trying to give you the tools uh, to prepare you. And Olivia's like, prepare us for what? And Walter's just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't remember. Because remember, like, the St. Clair's thing warped his mind a bit. So he honestly has no idea what is happening. Like, what could possibly be the case? What they were preparing her and the others for. And then once Walter becomes like just absolutely inconsolable. Olivia just leaves. And Peter comes back and is like. Um. What just happened? Uh Nina. Comes to Broyles. And says. Uh okay. So I know we're kind of. At odds over this William Bell thing. But uh, the Observer has been seen a bunch of times over the last 24 hours. You know what happened the last time he appeared with this frequency. Something about to happen. Something real bad's about to happen. And then, almost at that exact moment, Walter's in his lab. Uh, He finds the ZFT original manuscript with the chapter on ethics. And he's like, yes, I found it, I found it, I found it. And then, he gets a visit from the Observer. Saying, very ominously, Walter, it's time to go. And then Walter leaves with him. And as if this wasn't enough to whet your appetite for the finale. We get this ending where Nina Sharp goes to, uh, goes to her home. Goes to her, uh, building. Gets in an elevator. And then as soon as she gets out of the elevator, gets attacked. We got one more episode. 
I will not say shit until that next episode. Suffice it to say, holy crap, that finale is something. It really, really is. I love this show. Yeah, I'm going to shut up before I accidentally spoil something for anyone who hasn't seen this show before. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push my button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, Patreon.com slash ThomasClark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also gain access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 20, the season finale. Talk to you then.